Ellen Koshland is an Australian philanthropist who has interests in education and women's literature initiatives. She's been active in supporting education in Australia for over 30 years, with particularly the Education Foundation, which has supported programs both in the state of Victoria and nationally to help public schools and other students develop their talents and, and foster a love of learning. And Ellen is also the founder of the Australian Learning Lecture. Ellen, welcome to the TER podcast. Thank you very much, Cameron. Delighted to have a chance to talk with you. Now, the Australian Learning Lecture is one of the initiatives that you have pioneered in Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about its genesis? What was the inspiration behind this particular approach to supporting learning? Well, I'd worked for years in um, innovation in education, raising money and building partnerships around exciting new ideas. But I increasingly knew that these um, ideas were only happening within a relatively small idea realm and that many people still understood education in the ways that they had experienced when they went through school. But as we know, the world has really changed. And in order to really foster and may help every student to thrive in the world today, we have to have a different set of ideas. And they're very exciting ideas. Um, and I just really felt that if we didn't draw those big ideas to national and public and attention and more widely known, those people in the schools who are trying to do the new things that match our times would be continually frustrated. And so really, the Australian Learning Lecture started on a model, which was to, every two years, to invite a really interesting international or national thought leader to um, put forward a big idea that would change things. And then for the following the lecture, the Australian Learning Lecture, which acts as a hub, would gather people to show that that idea was not just an idea in theory, that it could drive a whole set of positive actions for the benefit of students. And that's really the model that we've followed since 2015. Well, the particular initiative that we're focusing on comes from the most recent learning lecture, which was presented by Valerie Hannon on the notion of the future school. Can you tell us a little bit about that lecture and what really struck you about that big idea? Um, after the new success, and in general, lots of people were saying, yes, we get it, we get it. Kids really need different skills and capabilities, and we really need to foster those. But what would school look like if we really did that, if we really took that seriously? How, what would be a model of a school? We can't picture it. And so Valerie Hannon is a wonderful educator who worked in countries all around the world. She was part of the innovation unit at, in the UK, and she is a founding member of GELP, which gathers all countries from around the world together to think of how they can transform. And so we said to Valerie, Valerie, could you do um, a search around the world for schools that you think are meeting the, the present and future conditions and see if there are any core qualities common to them all. 
And Valerie therefore did a huge global scan. She felt there were 50 different schools that actually met the conditions of being a future school. And she did find about five or six core qualities they all had, whether it was Cambodia, whether it was New Zealand, whether it was the United States, whether it was England, wherever it was, there were a number of core qualities that she found again and again. And um, so now we're trying to share and find out what ways here in Australia people are finding ways to transform to benefit their students in a way that meets today. And so when you follow that path of going from a big idea to implementation, you say that she's uh, you know, identified those qualities. What is the Australian Learning Lecture doing then uh, to support schools here in Australia? How are you going about implementing those practices of the future school? Well, to our delight, um, we were able to work with Australian ACEL at their recent conference, and we called for submissions from schools that thought they were um, exemplifying these design principles that Valerie had identified. And um, we got a wonderful response from a number of schools, and it's, it's very, very exciting. Soon we will be spending more time with them and showcasing them. And I will tell you, Cameron, I'd like to see that on the 7.30 report when we get to the right point because I think people need to really see how wonderful it can be. And I think there's something going in our favor, which is the pandemic, because the pandemic really um, caused a lot of grief. And we certainly know many, many, many students struggles, and there's a lot of men mental health issues that are, we've been left with. But on the other hand, it showed things can really change. Some wonderful thing happened. Some wonderful things happened. You know, there were only four day um, days in the week and, and schools decided to use the fifth day for something else. These are the kinds of ways schools can change. And some of those schools have considered keeping those on. So change can happen. Um, and so um, just to share a couple of those principles, one is that every student should be the center of their learning. And so there should be personalized learning. There should be a dynamic relationship to the world, which is based on values, and they should be operationally different. And um, so we will now be, one, again showing schools can be very different with those core principles and meet their particular needs of their community. But they really need to change. This is not something like something that happens in year nine. This is not like something that happens um, around the edges of things. Schools need to really take seriously students being at the center of their education and what it means to have values related to today. So to give you one example, from one school in Cambodia, those kids wanted to change what was happening on their coastline, and they are now national experts because they could connect online, etc. And the school was really trying to build leadership in a country that is devastated. Students can be at this absolute active part of our world. They are so um, talented. They are so able. 
And I think that the pandemic showed a lot of teachers how much agency students have. What do you see as some of the other challenges that schools will need to address uh, in pursuing the, the kind of work that a future school might do? Well, first of all, we have to honour our teachers and um, absolutely help them to have the time to think and re-skill. Um, no company would ask uh, its workforce to change dramatically without giving them time. We also are one of the countries that has the most face time between teachers and students. Um, many people don't realize that countries like China and Korea, when we think of those schools as just driving students to memorize and excel. Well, actually, it's quite the opposite. They've reduced the number of hours that teachers are facing students often so that they can talk to parents, so that they can go and watch another classroom, so that they can learn from somebody who's an expert in their field. So I deeply believe we have to honor the profession of teaching in a new way, which also allows teachers, if you're going to have um, 20 kids pursuing different interests in a classroom or 20 kids who are already separated by their skill in math, moving forward at the speed they need to move forward, that's a very different operational um, paradigm than we've had before. So to me, that's one of the most important and it's difficult because many teachers are exhausted post-pandemic and we really need to honor them. So that would certainly be a very important part of moving forward. Well, I think your comments there will resonate with a lot of teachers listening. I would just like to say again, thank you. Uh, it has been an inspiring project to be able to observe and to talk to people about. And I, I, like you, look forward to seeing what the future of this kind of work in schools may bring. Thank you very much.